0: shade room see a news feed we brag different you're locked into hbcu posts now trending
1: worldwide
2: what's going on everybody this is randall barnes the host of post radio in the building for a very special edition of the podcast on today uh, first and foremost happy new year <laughs> happy new year to everybody it's gonna be a great year things already starting out great And this is going to be a year of a lot of change, a lot of great things happening. I know that a lot of us have been sidelined. We've been sick. Uh, I don't know if I had COVID, but I was sick over New Year's week. But I'm back better. Still coughing a little bit, but I'm back better. And I think this is going to be an amazing year. It's already starting out pretty great for me, real smooth, no drama. So we love to see it. But I want to do this recording to commemorate a year since the January 6th insurrection At the Capitol, the day that they were conferring the votes and it was a travesty and it's crazy that it's been a year. Isn't that crazy? It's been two years since the the summer protest in 2020 and it's been a year since the insurrection. Like we are approaching a full year of the Joe Biden presidency. So it's hard to fathom that it's been such a long time and we're moving towards the midterms, man. The midterms are coming up. A lot of gubernatorial races are happening. So I think it's important to remember what happened last year and how we felt on last year. Uh, I know that I was working at that point. I was working at iHeart, and um, we were working from home. And I remember I was watching CNN cause it was such a, it was such a historic occasion because Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff won their respective positions in Georgia and I voted for them. So I was excited to see the votes get conferred, conferred, to hear conversation about them and to see the historic moment, to see President Joe Biden and Vice President, HBCU graduate Kamala Harris get sworn in. I was super excited. We were gonna do some coverage around it. I was ready for it. I was watching CNN and I saw a crowd of people that were outside the White House. They had flags, they had Trump flags. When I first saw it, when they cut to them, nothing was going on. They were just sort of out there standing. And then you know, I think it was Wolf Blitzer or some of the anchors. They were making notice that there were protesters that were Trump supporters that were outside of the Capitol. So they then cut back to the inside of the Capitol as they're you know doing what they need to do to say, "Hey, President Biden's going to be the president." Like they and they're conferring the votes. Then we start to see that crowd of people rushed the Capitol, and that's when we saw those insane, crazy images of them storming the Capitol, sitting at desk, and pushing around police officers, and it was just a crazy scene, and just thinking about it, it was just wild, because I know that for me, I was working, so I want to hop on and immediately speak on it, I want to hop on and immediately talk about it, but because I was working, I couldn't. So I made a few calls, I shuffled around, I went to HBCU Pulse, and I put out that we were going to be doing an impromptu pop-up Instagram Live to talk about what was going on with the insurrection. I didn't expect a lot of people to come on, but it was a bunch of people and they had a lot to say about what was going on. And the thing about social media and radio is that there's not a lot of spaces for folks in this age range, the early, mid, late 20s college students. There's not a lot of places for us to speak on how we feel and what we're thinking about different situations. So that's what I wanted to make HBCU Pulse. And at that time, the HBCU Pulse radio podcast, now it's Pulse radio. um, I wanted to make that outlet because I, I think that we needed a time to really speak on how we were feeling about that crazy historic moment and the fact that Trump was sitting there in the White House watching them not doing a thing. So we did a whole entire show based around it. I honestly think it was one of our best shows. It sounded super professional. It sounded like something you would get on the radio. I had Yanaya Campbell, who at the time, she was our post-political correspondent, still an amazing young woman. And I brought her on to talk about how she was feeling. She's a political science major. She's gonna be a future political star. So I wanted to bring her on to just talk about everything that was going on and really getting her reaction to it in real time because we both were looking like, what the world? So this is the broadcast that we did with HBC Pulse Radio on last year. I think it's important to repost it and rehighlight it. Now that we're going into a year after the insurrection, and also the fact that it's still ongoing cases and an ongoing investigation with the government about how things popped off, and it might have been an inside job with Trump and the Republicans and a lot of media personalities in that conservative space. So it's a lot. You're know, listening to the Randall Barnes Experience. I'm so glad I'm
1: to Pulse
2: Radio, Post Radio. This is our January sixth, breaking news. What's special. going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the founder of HBCU Pulse. Here on the Randall Barnes Experience, we are in the HBCU Pulse studios on a very historic day. Uh, Raphael Warnock is the first black senator of Georgia, and John Ossoff, we found out today, he won against David Perdue, so that means that the Democrats have control of the House, gotta clap it up for that, gotta clap it up for that, but I gotta pause my clap because these racist Trump supporters that like man, the, ca- ca- the caucasity as as Yanaya said on on the live of that, the caucasity of Trump supporters. They have stormed the Capitol, and they literally interrupted the conferring of the electoral college votes on the Capitol. It is insane. So I have to bring the aforementioned student leader on Yanaya Campbell. She is a sophomore political science major at Virginia State University. She is our student political correspondent. So the first person I called was her. Let's welcome in Yanaya Campbell. Yanaya, how you doing?
3: Hi, Randall. I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me. I am blessed to be a part of the HBCU Pulse team and to be here today.
2: Gotta clap it up for that. Gotta clap it up for that. Gotta clap it up for that. So break it down for me what's going on. I want you, in through your political view, I want you to break down Like just everything that has occurred today.
3: Absolutely. So, when I woke up this morning, excited to be a Black woman, excited to be an HBCU student, I woke up to your text message saying that Senator Warnock won and he was the projected winner. And we now had the first Black senator in office. And that was a big deal, not only for me as a black woman, but as a HBCU student, and we had John Ossoff. We completed what we sought out to do. We now had the two Senate seats, which means we had the majority. And I was so elated and so happy, and I still am so proud of Georgia, Stacey Abrams, us as HBCU students and the youth of the amazing effort we did when we sought out and got done what we sought out to do. Um, So I'm so proud. Um, And then transitioning into the afternoon, the late evening, you know, as we know, today was supposed to be the day (laughs) that we were going over the electoral college votes. Um, Because as we know, number 45 has been going back and forth and putting out allegations that the election had been rigged and fraud and he had it stolen away from him. So as I turn on the TV, I see nothing but complete and utter chaos. And I get a text from you and you tell me, hey, do you see what's going on? Next thing I know, my mom texts me and my grandmother. And I'm like, let me turn on the TV and see what's going on. The first thing I see when I turn on the TV is someone breaking into the Senate. And I'm like, this can't be the same Capitol Hill where all the House representatives are and the senators are because Walmart has better security than this there is no way I'm watching someone break into the house right now so it was really a moment of disbelief and heartbreak for me as a black woman because had it been us and that is what we keep referring back to had it been us it would have been a completely different story and a bloodbath that and a completely different conversation that we would be having right now
2: exactly so I hit you up and I knew that We had to get on um, Instagram Live and we had to talk to the HBCU post audience and just confront what was going on. Um, It was impromptu. It was not planned. That wasn't for show. I almost didn't do it because I felt like I wasn't ready for that. But when I called you and you said you were down, I knew that we had to do it. So we actually got on Instagram Live, got an amazing turnout, and we actually took a couple calls. So let's hear from Stefan, who is Mr. Senior at Bowie State University. What's going on in your mind, especially you being from the Maryland area?
4: Man, it is really wild right now because I was actually at work because I worked for the Wizards and stuff. I was mm. in the D.C. area, northwest, but like they really told us, like was, like I might want to pack in it early. Cause, I mean, I mean, we knew it like the protest, but you know, we just think it's gonna be a protest. But once we got the alert. From, like, after was kid, talking like, yeah, it was going to be, like, a little out of hand. It was like, yeah, we got to eat, like, a back quick now, because you don't know how far this thing's going to go. And, you know, I never would have thought, you know, from, thinking from the protest, like, they was going to get, be able to overrun the whole, like, capital. And it scares me, because I'm like, if they got to the capital, like, what else can they, like, really break into, you know? And, you know, so many different, like, landmarks and stuff like that. And like the DC like area, like if they can get to Capitol, they can get to anywhere. And you also got to keep in mind, like they plan for this. Like think about it, MLK MLK Little King Day's got to pop up soon. Mm-hmm. You know, we got a lot of Greek organizations. Their founding days are this month. They are like really going to plan to like you know do their work. This was really like an inside thing. It wasn't just like oh like you know we just stuck these people like no nah, like this is really playing
2: so let me ask you this so you say you work for the washington Wizards? yeah so are they having the game tonight because are they going to cancel it for the safety of the players or are they still going to try to do it because watch this with hot right now you know what i'm saying
4: my best uh normally they would have to check it in with um nba um and their um commissioner and in the industry for them because uh, for me i just work in um the marketing field but um Normally, with the protocol, we go we would have to check in with the actual NBA league itself, mm-hmm. and then uh, wait to like feedback if they're gonna reschedule it or push it back. Because um, you gotta take a few terms too. You know, um, the watch the football team they about to have their playoff game here on Saturday, and more likely this is still gonna be going on. So it's the thing. Like, okay, is. Like, are we going to be... Is, like, the NFL going to be able to have Washington, like, hope to go here? And especially if they was able... If, like, really, if they was getting able to get into capital, I'm pretty sure they could get into a stadium.
2: So that was fun out of Bowie. Like, on the Instagram Live, I had to just give a warning to everyone in the DMV area. Had to give them a warning that the block was hot and that curfew was a real thing, and all the black folks in the DMV area needed to be inside of their house because although you know you have the police that's out there and they're patrolling they're sort of protecting and i put it on post a few minutes ago they're sort of protecting the white supremacists and it's always hot for black people so it's just been crazy just what's been going on and we had another caller that was a howard university graduate that just shared her frustration with Yanaya and me and we just felt it all the way check it out
0: I'm frustrated. Like, no cap, I'm a teacher here in D.C. I'm very upset at the fact, not only that I know that we would be killed if we even put a leg on the Capitol, but I'm frustrated because students go on field trips to the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Like, if we weren't in a pandemic right now, like, kids would be there. You feel me? I had to call my students and tell them to stay themselves in the house so they don't get caught up in whatever nonsense is going on. Mm -hmm. And it's actually scary because you took over the Capitol, the heart of this country, And so the fact that this is taking place, the fact that it's a coup, if you will, being started here, and the fact that that's something we attack other countries for doing within their leadership, that's crazy to me. Like, that's crazy to me. And so I'm so frustrated that this is happening right here. I'm frustrated that if it was Black people, it would be a bloodbath. I'm frustrated that it's even gotten to this point. Like, I don't care who you voted for. If you don't see this as complete and utter ignorance, that's a problem. So I'm just I'm just frustrated. I'm, a, I'm I'm a Howard grad, but I'm just like very frustrated because I got kids up there. They moms and dads work down there. You know they not a part of that. And so like we already, you know, it's already enough violence going on in DC without this ignorance. You feel know I me? Mean? And have these people are not even from DC? They don't even live here in DC, but they down here set my pipe bombs and stuff. Like it's some ignorance happening down here. White people who lack education are the most dangerous and the most the easiest to be manipulated by other people. And so they don't even probably know what they're talking about. You feel me? But they just upset because since they lack education, they don't have constructive ways in order to put their frustrations, but they don't even know why they're frustrated. Think about in our history, a lot of the white people who are out doing all the terrorizing of the black communities were the ignorance of the white people. It wasn't all of them. It was. It, that's what you see here in D.C. You got the hillbilly-looking white folks, the white folks who don't know no better, the white people who don't who don't care how much education you have as a black person. They still see you as the scum. The bl- white people who couldn't even afford to own a slave. That is the people you see at the at the Capitol. That ain't the other folks. That's exactly. the ignorant white people. So yeah, they don't have jobs. They don't got to take off. You feel me? Because they probably work in jobs where it's hour to hour anyway. You feel me? So they could just be down here and act ignorant down here in D.C. with their flags and running through and all happy and stuff. That's what you see down here. See, they're destroying a place that's not theirs.
2: So much frustration just from the audience. And I know for me, when I just heard about everything that was going on, I was very frustrated. Um, and I really wanted the student leader community to chime in and we got a very salient phone call from Dallin Beverly who's the SGA president at Harris State University, which is interesting because we have Representative Corey Bush that is from that St. Louis area and she is a Harris State University alumna and she was also at the Capitol so I think it was important to hear from a SGA leader from Harris and from St. Louis and she was incredibly powerful with her words to Yanaya and me. Here's what she said in its entirety,
1: man. This is first, first of all, let me just say, um, we. I feel like if you knew what was happening today, then you kind of knew what was coming. This has yeah. been um, different events held on Clubhouse, um, talking about this event. It's been on Twitter. Uh, I feel like we definitely knew what was coming because we knew what was at stake. There was a lot at stake last night and today. Um, so I feel, I definitely feel like we knew what was going to happen. We did not see it to this capacity, of course. This is insane. I don't think anybody could have ever imagined that it would go this far. And I'm not saying necessarily the actions or the measures that they went to, um, kind of voice what they wanted to voice. I'm not going to say they were protesters, but to show what they wanted America to see, um, I don't think anybody expected for it to not be a National Guard there to stop them, for the security of the Capitol building to be on the balcony of the Capitol building and watch as it was happen- happening. I don't think anybody could have saw that coming. But when people try to, and I was watching, I've, like I said, I've been watching since this morning. So I've seen it from the top from the beginning. And something that kind of irked me off the jump was the fact that people were saying, oh, they aren't calling them. Uh, terrorists or rioters or anything, a lot of people didn't catch that they were calling them anarchists, which is the politically correct term for someone who is wanting to cause cause a disruption. And I don't think Black people have ever been referred to as anarchists in situations similar to these because it's the politically correct term for what is going on. Um, you have to realize, you have to recognize that these people and us, we will never be the same. We will never be categorized the same. We will never be looked at the same. We will never be on the same playing field because we are not them. Um, and as far as uh, how reporters are saying, you know, um, they've lost trust in the government, and they've uh, they're just losing faith in our system and democracy and things. And it's just like, America has, has been a d- democratic uh, country from the jump. We've been built on the ground and the expectations of democracy, but never or a very few occasions under very few administrations have the American citizens um, speaking specifically to uh, people who just don't aren't in favor of equality. Never have those people been held accountable to democracy. That is what people are scared of. We have a democratic president and a democratic senate hasn't happened in a long time people are afraid that they're about to be held accountable for what they are doing people are scared that they're about to have to live by the standard of equality this hasn't happened before from the jump from the jump we've been built on equality but have never had to stand on it so this is what they are scared of they are scared that it's actually going to happen and they're throwing these temper tantrums and they're trying to keep trump in office because that is what they feel safe with. We are about to bring them out of their comfort zone. Black people have lived out of their comfort zone their entire lives, their entire lives. And that she was finally about to be put on the other foot. But I definitely wanted to say, I agree with you in saying that they're gonna have to, you know, do what we put them in office to do. And I'm not gonna say that I have complete faith in them and that I trust them. But I will say the circumstances are different. Under Barack Barack Obama got in office and people thought the world was going to change. That couldn't happen. That Senate had him on lock because we didn't have it. So now that the circumstances are the way that they are, it's just like they have no reason to do what the American people are expecting them to do, are needing, really needing for them to do in this ninth hour. That we are seeing um in these major cities it's like there's just no there's no reason there's no excuse they have to do it i'm i'm trying to believe it and i'm trying to keep faith alive uh you know we've seen this fail in the past but i'm definitely trying to have faith in this uh upcoming administration
2: so special thank you to dallen stefan and the alumna of Howard university that we spoke to on today and everybody that hopped on that pop-up live with United with and me Because that's what's more of what we want to do, because we have to talk to our family, our people at times where they really need an outlet to share how we feel. And one more thing before we go, we have to show love to black Twitter because black Twitter, they were speaking their minds on everything that was going on. We were being serious and calling things out and showing the hypocrisy of how police officers treated those terrorists at the Capitol versus how they were treating peaceful protesters over the summer as they were protesting the murder of George Floyd, but of course, Blackwood has to be funny. This this is a good one, you know. This is a good one right here. So, mcgraw Hill gotta be overwhelmed making these new history books. They really are. Like, they, we talk about civil rights back when we was in grade school. Oh my gosh, the 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 I don't know what they're gonna call it, the Black Lives that Matter movement. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be something to talk about. Our kids gonna be like, did that really happened That really happened. That like, yep, I, I was I was right there. And this is the funniest one to me. So HBCU dorms have tighter restrictions in the U.S. Capitol. Come on now. Man, you cannot even sneak nobody into the dorm. They're going to figure it out. They're going to facially recognize you. And all you're going to know is that when you walk up to that door, your car not going to work. That's how you know they caught you.
3: Come on. <laughs> and if your RA catches you after 10 p.m., they were surely taking you out. Branch Hall at VSU, tell me about it. <laughs> Walmart oh, and- has tighter security than Capitol Hill, apparently.
2: And that is the, that is the huge problem with where we are now the huge problem with where we are now is that this is funny but at the same time so true and it's crazy that we're here at this point in american life we have to be better it's very appropriate to play this because it's still f donald trump it's still that. Oh man, just listening to that show again, it brings back so many other feelings because that was the first time uh, that we really took a lot of callers. Because um, the whole entire thing I was trying to do with HBCU Pulse Radio was like make a radio show type of vibe, and I think we've we've done that. But like I said. There was no other outlet and no other way for our generation, the younger generation of, you know, early to mid to late 20s, and even early 30s to really talk about what was going on. We were just seeing the images. We were seeing the reporting. And I think it was important to, for us to get it off of our chest and talk about how like this is a travesty and it shows where we are in our society and in our nation. where well, you have folks that took off of their jobs if they had jobs and decided to go up and... Interrupt the democratic process. That that's the cleanest I can say. They they took their time to go try to interrupt interrupt the democratic process and put a man in office that back in office, quote unquote, that was not qualified in the first place and that was elected off of bigotry, racism, sexism, xenophobia, and didn't do anything while he was in office. And look where we are now. We have new variants of COVID because that man didn't do what he needed to do to shut things down. Yeah, the vaccine was made under his administration. But at the same time, we didn't even trust him doing doing the vaccines, right, man. So uh, it was just such a crazy situation. The callers nailed it on on the top of the head. I was so glad that we had so many intelligent, amazing callers to speak about their experience. And I think Yanaya spoke to what was going on phenomenally, but it's been a year. And let's not forget, I gotta bring this up. Let's not forget that it was reported later on that those Trump supporters were putting feces on the wall. They were putting feces on the wall. Like they were in the Capitol wilding. And let's not forget, there were lives in danger. They were chanting that they were gonna hang Mike Pence and they were probably, if they could have gotten to the politicians, they were probably gonna try their best to kill some of those politicians that were in there, Republican or Democrat, that were gonna confer that President Biden was going to be in office. So it was just insane. I really hope we never experience that again. And it's so crazy because when that happened, we all were so nervous about what was gonna happen during Inauguration Day. We thought it was gonna be a shooting. We thought it was gonna go down. We thought it was gonna be crazy. And Inauguration Day was actually really chill and it was a great day. But the fact that we had a reasonable fear and President Biden had to say like, hey, I'm gonna be out in the open. The inauguration is gonna be an open event. We're gonna do it like that. We're not gonna allow them to scare us. The fact he had to do that shows where we were at this point in time last year. And I think that we're in a better place with, with President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris and the Biden administration where they are. I think things need to be better. But the fact that that was a realistic thing and that happened and that norm was usurped, we have to realize that we had to get back to some level of normality and we have to pressure our politicians to do what's in our best interest. But outside of that, that is it for me on today. Now make sure you stay safe. Make sure that, listen, be vigilant because you never know what's gonna happen. You never know they're gonna try to do a part two to this insurrection. So make sure you stay safe, you stay masked up and make sure to follow Post Radio 100 on TikTok, on Instagram, on Twitter, and just Pulse Radio on YouTube. But outside of that, thank you for rocking with me for this throwback, and I will see you on the other side.
3: You're listening to Pulse Radio. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture.